Hey everyone, it's nice to be here today. My name is Dr. Laura Jaggett. I am the host of this show, The How to Life Podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in today. You are listening to episode 104 right now. We are continuing on with the theme of being in business for yourself. In the last episode, we talked about how to know when it's time to switch jobs. And if that hit home for you, and you're thinking about trying to create your own business or your own side hustle, I have some help here for you. Trudy Rankin from Online Business Liftoff is here to talk about how to get started and how to find the people you need to do it right the first time. A lot of people, me included, tend to freeze when starting something new because we don't know where to start or who to ask for help. This interview is going to help you with that. You can follow this formula and start off correctly and save yourself a lot of wasted time and energy. It's not as scary as you think, and Trudy is here to help. Hi, Trudy. Thanks for coming back on the show, the How to Life podcast, to teach us about how to create a business and how to find out what you want to do with your life. Well, thanks for having me on. I mean, I, I think it's a little bit ironic that you're asking me how to help people figure out what they want to do with their life because it took me a while to figure out what I wanted to do with mine. Yes. So I get a lot of questions. Not really questions. It's more kind of like a wishful thinking. What am I going to do with my life? I hate my job and I want to quit it, but I have nothing else to fall back on. Or I would love to start my own business, but I don't have expertise in anything. I have no idea where to start. So I think that you are a great person to kind of help guide people and tell them that it takes us a while. It took me a while. It's taken you a while. So don't fret if you haven't figured it all out. Yeah, for sure. Because one of the things that I've discovered is, is that it doesn't matter what kind of work you're doing or what kind of experiences you're going through. You're learning all the time, whether you realize it or not. You're learning new things. You're learning how to do things, how to behave, or what happens if you do this, you're going to get that result. And all of those experiences come back together to create a set of holistic capabilities that you won't realize that you have until you start to get into different situations and you're kind of going, oh, hey, I was able to do that. But the only reason I can do it is because I had this bad experience there. I had this great experience there. And I did these things when I was 18. And all of your life experience comes together to enable you to do the thing that eventually you find out you do want to do. Before we continue any further on this conversation, can you please reintroduce yourself? Tell us what you're doing right now, which is related to what this topic is. Sure. So my name is Trudy Rankin, and I am the founder of Online Business Liftoff, which is a, a program and a community that helps people start their own online business and then grow it to the level that they want. So everybody sets their own level of success, basically help give people the tools to be able to do that. And when I say tools, I mean the learnings, the skills, and those sorts of things. And we work with whoever wants to work with us, but we do have specific experience with people who are carers. So they look after somebody with a disability. And so they have a primary responsibility is pretty much 24-7 looking after this other person. And also people who are sort of 50 plus. So people who feel like the digital technology and emerging technologies left them behind. And now they're feeling a little bit frightened and they don't really know how to use that technology to create their own online business. So we have some special skills with that as well. 
I can completely relate to that because I was over 50 when I started doing this and I didn't grow up with all this technology. So yeah, it was very overwhelming. And even those out there who did grow up with this, they still may not know or have the skills on how to even start a business or what you need to know to do that. So you can help us with that. How did you start doing this? Why did you create this business? Well, I had this secret desire ever since I was about nine that I wanted to start my own business someday, but I didn't go down that path. I ended up going corporate. I ended up falling into project management by accident, then worked my way up into senior management. So this is the varied career, you know, you get all these different experiences. And then eventually had an ideal opportunity where I'm going, do I want to do this for the rest of my life? Or if I'm going to start this business, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. And so I ended up starting my own business back in 2015 and very rapidly realized that I had gone from being a senior manager in a corporation and I was a CIO, so a chief information officer or a business technology manager. We were working with digital technology to help the business do what they needed to do. And, and I'm going, hang on, wait a minute. I had a team. Now I'm working just by myself. I have to learn all of these skills that would allow me as one person by myself running a business to actually then create a business where I was bringing in money. I had customers and all those sorts of things. And so it took me a lot longer to learn those skills than I had expected. And I kept looking for ideas and ways of making money using these new skills. And I, once again, kind of, I say fell into it, but it's when you do the work that you end up having serendipity happen, if that makes sense. I don't call it luck. I ended up working with a young man who is partially sighted. He can read if things are really, really close to his eyes, but he can't drive. And he had wanted to have a job. He wanted to be part of society, wasn't able to do that, was never able to get a job. And so he started writing blog posts. And when I finally discovered him and he was working with me as part of an internship, and I found out about his writing and his blogs, I asked him how many people were coming to his website on a monthly basis. And the number really surprised me. And I said, hey, how are you making money from all of that effort of writing? And he said, I didn't know you could make money from writing like this. And we basically spent the next few months helping him figure out how to do that. And he now has his own business where he writes about antiques and history. He buys and sells antiques and sells them online. I ended up setting up a pilot program and running it with more people who were blind and partially cited. That was successful. Then I ended up running the program for the Australian federal government. And we did that with carers and people who are 50. And now we have a community where people can come in, they can go through the course, which is self-paced, and they can be part of the community as they grow and struggle and hit the challenges that you get when you're trying to start a business. But we really like to focus on just helping people get past those barriers so that they can go and get themselves and their business to the next level. Because it doesn't matter whether you're working or not working, you have to go through this process of, well, what is it that I want my business to be about? What do I want to do? And what skills do I have? How can I get people to buy what I have to offer? And we basically teach people how to come up with an idea, how to validate that idea. And it's quite a good process. So it's got to be something that you really, really care about. It has to solve a problem. And you have to be able to use your experience to help people solve that problem. So I've got a little worksheet that we can make available to people that will help you relatively quickly come up with several ideas for what you could potentially do in terms of an idea for a business, a problem that you could solve for other people. So happy to share that with you at the end. 
Sure. We'll get that for sure. What are some types of skills that could be turned into a business, which most people wouldn't even consider? Well, you'd be surprised. I'll give you a couple of examples. One of the people that was in our community speaks a second language and she was in a pretty intense situation where she was the caregiver for her really ill husband and her parents and his elderly parents. Mm -hmm. And so most of her time got spent at the hospital. What she figured out in terms of a business idea was she realized that for elderly people who are in aged care homes who spoke the same language that she did, the dementia and the Alzheimer's would kick in and they would lose English as a second language. And so they would want to do something like they would want to go to church and they would want to listen to the sermon or the whatever's being presented and understand what's going on. But they'd lost English as their second language. And so she developed a business where she would take these people to these events, whether it was church or something else, and she would just interpret for them. And her customers weren't those elderly people. Her customers were the children of those elderly people who are going, I don't have time to take mom to church. And so she developed her whole business around something that she had had since she was a little kid. That's something that I would not have considered turning a business. Who else in your community has sort of a unique story? I just want to highlight examples of something that you may think is inconsequential, but really it could be a little business for you. I could give you so many. I've got somebody who has a history of domestic violence and that experience with domestic violence made them realize that they needed to change their life. They managed to get some coping skills that helped them move beyond. And she suddenly went, oh, I've managed to do this. Maybe I could help other people do this. And so she's started up a business. It's called Beyond Trauma that basically helps people stop using the coping mechanisms that used to get them through the day and start developing new habits that actually liberate them from their past. And that's really powerful, but it's come out of really hard experiences. Another person who had a lifelong hobby, liked art and liked drawing and painting, decided that when they were made redundant from their job as a senior manager, they had to decide, well, do I want to do something different or do I just want to try and get another job in this same area? And they decided to go with their art. And they've developed a business whereby they teach their specific art style to other people. And they've got online courses and offline courses. And it's been really cool just seeing that whole business develop and grow. There's always someone who's going to think that your passion is interesting or it's their passion too. So don't discount it. I think a lot of people sort of brush it aside because it's not this world revolutionizing idea. And it doesn't have to be. You just can find a small little niche of people who are passionate about the same thing you are, and you can make a business out of it. Absolutely. And the biggest piece of advice that I can give is find something that makes you feel like you're having fun while you're doing the hard work. I think another thing that deters people from starting their own business or believing that something they enjoy could make them money is they don't have the education. They don't have the degrees to present themselves as an expert. Perhaps they don't have the money because they think they need a lot of money for startup. What do you have to say about that? The first thing is, is that you do not need to have a university education to start a business. And even if you do have a university education, most of the time when people start businesses, online businesses, it's not in the area that they studied. There's so many different ways of coming up with some 
way of helping people that doesn't rely on education. It relies on the experiences that you've had and how you've learned how to cope. And then you develop that skill a little bit more and you can use that to help other people. You don't have to have a university education. That's right. I saw, I don't know where I saw it. A woman has a business restoring stuffed animals. You know, people have childhood treasures. She can sew. She likes to sew. Apparently she had restored her own childhood teddy bear and put it up online. And people are like, can you do that for me too? And it took off. So it can be something as seemingly inane as that. What about money? Do you have to have a ton of money to start a business? No, but it helps. I mean, to be honest, it does help. But you can start a business for no money for a little while. I want to add that caveat because at some stage you are going to need a website. And when you do have a website, you have to pay the hosting costs. You've got to buy the URL and things like that. But it is possible for a little while to have a business and use social media to be able to point people to what you do. So you could have a LinkedIn account. You might be on Facebook. You could have a Pinterest account, a YouTube channel. There's so many different things that you can do just to get started before you have to have a website. So if if people are thinking about that and they're going, okay, okay, I can use social media. I get that bit, but how do I get people to pay me? Well, you can easily set up PayPal or other payment gateway tools You just have to set up an account. It doesn't cost anything to set up the account, but you do have to pay a commission every time somebody pays you something. And that's an acceptable cost of doing business. If I was to give one little piece of advice, it would be you would be better off actually learning the skills necessary to use WordPress. Mm. In the long run, it will be cheaper. But as far as the tech knowledge, that's where you come in, Trudy. How do you manage that? Well, we have trainings that we make available to people who are part of our community to help them actually get started with their website. And we use WordPress and Divi. Divi is the editor. It's called a theme, but it's really the editing tool for creating the website and basically explaining how it works, how it all fits together, how all the puzzle pieces come together, how to get started with a really simple website, what you need to do to make sure that it's safe and secure, you know, because security is a big deal these days. And then we also have the ability for people to just ask us questions. You can come in and ask and say, having problems with this, and we'll go, oh, okay, you just do this. Or we'll go away and create another little tutorial. So I have a YouTube channel. So if people are interested in just checking out some of the videos that we do have that are outside the community, we have an online business liftoff YouTube channel. And there's quite a few videos on there now that's how to do this and how to do that. And And you have a podcast also. Yes. And and I have a podcast as well. Yeah. Online Business Launchpad podcast. So you have a lot of free information out there and within your community, it's more personalized, right? There are like-minded people in there. You're in there. You can kind of get some access to trainings that you personally deliver as well as discuss with each other problems and wins. Yeah, it's a really great community. So we have Q&A sessions on a weekly basis where you've got a question, you can come in and ask it, or you can just post it in the forum. We have hot seats. We have co-working sessions that are community-led co-working sessions where you just show up and you say, hey, I'm going to work on this for right now. You're working on it for 20 minutes. You come back and say, hey, this is what I got done. And it's like a little bit of an accountability thing that sort of helps with the procrastination side of things. But it's just a really safe and supportive environment where people celebrate each other's wins and help each other out. How much time is required when you start your own business? It kind of comes down to how much time do you have available to work on your business You do need to set aside a certain amount of time. So when people are doing 
our business course. And it's set to run over 12 weeks. You sort of get a new, a new training once a week. Typically, you want to sort of set aside somewhere between five and 10 hours a week, if you can, so that you can absorb the training material and then actually go out and use that to do the tasks. Because until you actually physically do the things that you've learned about, you're not going to embed that learning in your head and keep it there so that you can reuse and reuse and reuse. So it's important to be able to set aside time. But if you only have two hours a week when your kids are asleep or your your spouse isn't home or your partner's not around or whatever, then that's what you have. And so you just need to be very crystal clear about this is what I'm going to try and achieve this week. And you have to be really kind to yourself because if you have really super limited time, there is only so much you can get done in that amount of time. And so your progress will feel like it's slower than everybody else's. It feels like a race, you know, the tortoise and the hare. Just remember who won that race. So as long as you're doing things in a consistent way every week to try and move your business forward, you will eventually get there. And can I just say one other thing? I just think that the idea of having, I'll call it a side hustle or a side business, has got to be one of the best ways that I know of for high school students and university students to get experience that they can put on their CV that's going to not only help them bring in some money while they're doing this, It's going to help them understand what they like, and it's going to help show future employers, if that's what they decide they want to do, that you actually have some initiative and you're going to hugely increase your chances of getting a job because it can be really hard to get a job because you don't have experience. Well, how do you get experience? Get a job. Well, how do you get a job? You got to have experience, you know, so you gain your experience from working for yourself. And now you have some skills that you can bring to the table for someone else if you choose to do that. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So you mentioned making money. What are some ways that you can make money that you teach your community? Oh, it's one of the things I love talking about because there's so many different models, online business models, where you can earn cash, earn money. Most of them are a slow burn. It takes a while to get them going. One of the primary models that can help people get started more quickly than others is to create some sort of digital asset that people can pay for and download. It could be a piece of art, digital art. It could be some sort of helpful process that you teach people how to do. And you can basically say to people, hey, this is available, come and buy it. The secret really is finding a problem that people have right now and that they want solved right now, and then find a way of solving it for them. And a digital download is nice because if you can create something that does help people like that, then it's going to keep on making you money while you're going and doing something else. Evergreen. Evergreen. Yes. What about Google ads and other types of ways to make money? Yeah, sure. So so definitely, yes, you can, you can create a physical product and put it up on Shopify or Etsy. That's another way. You can create content. There's something called semi-passive income websites that are kind of the thing at the moment where you have a website that has really useful content, you know, blog posts or videos that help people solve a problem. And you can monetize those through having Google ads. So, you know, you're using Google AdSense and you're just making a space available on your website for ads. It doesn't have to be Google. It could be other things. But I'll just be really clear here. The amount of money that you can get that way is completely dependent on how much traffic is coming to your website. And when you get started with that, you're going to find that it's pennies. 
You know, it's not a lot of money. You're not going to get rich from it, but it does add up. And if you have a lot of traffic, then you can use Google AdSense on YouTube videos. You can use it on your website. There's all kinds of things you can do. There's another thing that a lot of people use in combination with Google AdSense or with ads on your website. And that is something called an affiliate. It's where you promote somebody else's product and you then get a commission when a sale's made through your affiliate link. And it's something that I highly recommend because it's one of the faster ways of generating revenue. Like I was listening to a podcast just this morning about a guy who's into hunting and he has a semi-passive income website where he gets people to send him hunting gear. He gets other people to do the reviews of that hunting gear and he posts out the results of that out for his website, but he also does a daily email out to his list of deals that all of people who provide this year for review have got on at the moment. And so it's a win-win-win situation all the way around. He gets all kinds of revenue from it and it's doing really well. You don't have to be an expert in the area that you're writing about, but if you don't have an expert that you can refer to and get them to comment and show that that's authoritative, then people are going to see through that pretty quickly. So you want to make sure that you either know a bit about what you're doing or you're learning about it and it's a journey that you're taking people on with you, or you have somebody who is an expert who's advising you and telling you what to talk about and how to talk about it and what to write about. All of this information is very helpful and all of this is in your community. You teach and talk about it within your community. What kind of courses and things do you offer in there? Uh, Well, there's quite a few different ones. So like I said, we have your Start Your Business course, which takes you from no idea to actually having all your basic uh, digital assets that you need to then grow your business. So that's your website and your sales funnel and an email list, you know, the mechanisms for building an email list and then your online business boost and basically taking your business to the next level where you basically then start to focus a lot more on the social media marketing, content marketing, SEO, so search engine optimization. So when people go hunting for this problem that they have, they need a solution, your solution pops up in the search results. And basically focusing very much on helping people create mini courses or a workshop. We help them create an interactive tool to go with it so that when people do the workshop, they are using this interactive tool to help embed the learning. So it really helps give their customers a boost and helps them move along their journey a lot faster. So it's really about helping people create digital assets that you then record, put it up for sale on your website, and then basically use that as a mechanism for helping to introduce people to you and what you can do, get them familiar with you. And you can either ask them to pay for them or you can share them for free as a lead magnet or whatever. But that's what we do. We focus very much on the skills that you need to be able to scale your business. And of course, my favorite, once you get to a much more advanced level, is using quizzes that help you segment your customers. And then you give each type of customer segment the help that they need that's special to them and personalized to them. So that's kind of way more advanced, but that's the range of what we cover in our community. Yes. What do you think are the benefits of the community for anybody who's on the fence about maybe joining? Well, what I can just tell you is what difference it's made for me being part of a community. And that is, is that it's really hard in order to master the skills and to get your business to the place where you want it. It's hard work. There there is no get rich quick about this you have to do the work, you have to do it consistently, you have to master the skills that you need to be able to do it well. 
And it can get depressing because when you're doing this kind of work, you're doing it by yourself typically. And when you're on your own all the time, you know, little problems become magnified. So being part of a community gives you the ability to make sure those little problems stay little because you can get help to solve them. People can spot when you're feeling down and they go, hey, how was your day? What's going on? So you're part of a community that cares about you. It's supportive. And they're also focusing their attention on the same sorts of things that you're focusing on rather than maybe people in your network who are going, why don't you just go get a job? Why are you trying to do this? This is such a waste of time, blah, blah, blah. You're with people who are supporting you and doing what you do. I agree with you on that. Trudy, will you tell us about your community, how to find it? Oh, for sure. So you can basically go to my website, which is Online Business Liftoff, and you'll be able to find the community through there. That's the quickest way to get there. So you can come and join a community and you can get your first month free so that you get a chance to look at it, see whether or not it's going to suit you. And people tend to stay because we do provide enormous value, just helping people just get over the barriers. It's just going to take you from your point to where you want to be in a straight line rather than that awful wiggly line that we usually have to take to gain experience. Yeah, I have I have to say that the wiggly line is probably still going to be there, but it's going to be much shorter because you've got somebody to help you through it. Judy, yes. thank you very much for sharing this information, for coming back on. You are such a valuable guest. I really appreciate you. Thanks. Oh, thank you so much. There it is, a starting point for you. Even just by thinking about starting your own online business, you have already begun your journey. The next step is to find a tribe and follow a great formula like Trudy's. All of the contact information for Trudy Rankin, the Online Business Launchpad podcast, and Online Business Liftoff can be found at howtolife.com slash 104. And if you would like to hear even more about how to start an online business, listen to episodes 22 and 82. Or you can just head to howtolife.com and access the entire library. I would love your feedback on this show. Leave a comment or send me an email to drlj at howtolife.com. And one last favor, if you would please hit the five-star rating button before you sign off, I would greatly appreciate that. I will return next time with another show about how to cold pitch a network when you don't have any warm leads. You know, talking to people and talking yourself up. Bye for now. Take care. Keep being your best self. You got this.